When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, I'm going to stay up late, man. What's wrong with that? Hey, I'm an adult. I can stay up late if I want to. Hey, man, staying up late is cool. You go to school for lamos. I go to school for cool kids. We stay up late. Yeah. Welcome to The Crunch, episode 52. It's your boy Ethan, a.k.a. Bropossle. And I'm Patrick at Catholic Pat. Hey, Ethan. What? Happy Crunchiversary. Hey, thanks. You too. Air horn noises. One year, one year, one year. <laughs> one. It's a party, it's a party, it's a party. Hey, it's a party. It's a... You know what? We've been doing this for a year, which seems really weird because when I first did this, I was like all set up and I had my microphone and I was like, oh, this is going to be good. And now I'm literally, I don't, I'm not wearing pants. Um, I've got <laughs> trash strewn everywhere. Uh, it's, we've, we've, we've gone far. We've gone far. Up or down? Know, who, who knows? A lot of change in the past year. A lot of change in the past year. For instance, I'm sitting in the exact same room in the exact same position, except my desk is facing the other direction. Holy cow, ladies and gentlemen! A lot has changed. You get to experience this kind of 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 of, of change here on the Crunch over a year, <laughs> rotating desks for the people. Uh, I'm in a completely different house than I was last year. Um, I have more followers on Twitter. Uh, yeah. I uh, I'm I have less money. <laughs> um, I'm closer to graduating. That's about yeah. it. That's all. That's really all that's changed in a meaningful way. I still have a few thousand dollars more of debt. Yeah. I only have you know two another two years left of school, and I have one less girlfriend. Whoa. Add a boy, Pat. P money. Yeah. P money available. <laughs> Ladies, if you are interested uh, in, in contacting uh, <laughs> Patrick Nevy for uh, any type of romantic getaway, that number is 785-251-3989. <laughs> Just give speaking him a call. Of, speaking, speaking of, what do we got here today, Pat? What are we doing? What are we, what, what's, what's the theme of today's episode? The theme of today's episode is interview with everybody. Yeah. We're interviewing everybody. In you case you actually, don't know, Ethan, I don't know why you're oh. asking me to introduce it because it was your brilliant idea to set up a Google voicemail box so that the people could call us and ask us their questions or tell us their things, their quandaries, air out their dirty laundries and so-and-so. So I like how you rhymed quandaries with laundries. That was fine. I know. That was really, that that was was really so tough. Good. That was good. Um no, thank you. I mean, it was a, it, I wouldn't say it was a brilliant idea. It was a pretty good idea. Uh, we got 15 usable, maybe, voicemails, um, which is pretty disappointing for all of you out there. I know how many of you listen, and I know that most of you didn't call in, and I'm really disappointed. But we did get some good calls. Uh, we're going to have some good things to talk about in this episode, things that the people, you, the, the people, people, want us to hear about. Um, we're going to play some some nice... I mean, I just appreciate, first of all, can we just talk about how much we appreciate the people that listen? Like, 
I love the people. Oh my gosh. Crunch people Punch. People are my lady now. Crunch Punch 2017. Like, it's so stupid. It's so dumb to me that, like, people listen to us. You yeah. know? Like... I get it. It's, no, like, yeah, a year ago, we started a podcast for our Twitter followers. Yeah. And then... Barely. Barely. And it was like, oh, yeah, you're pat, you guys are great. And everyone was just kind of, like, patting us on the back. Like, good job, that one-time thing. And then we're like, screw <laughs> you guys, we're going to keep doing this. And then... Let's start next week. <laughs> yeah, people actually liked it. And so, here we are. It's just kind of strange that it's kind of grown and become a thing and... I don't know. It's just we've it's, met so many people over the past year. It's been amazing. Yeah, I I am. I have Michael Gormley's phone number. I <laughs> like that blows my mind. Um, I've talked to Kevin and Lisa Cotter. I've talked to Arlene Spensley. Uh, Father Mike Schmitz knows who we are. Yeah, uh, he didn't know. He didn't know the name of the show, but he knew of the show. That's. I mean, like, he was like confused. It's on just the name. so bizarre to me. <clears throat> like, not that it's all about the fame and meeting people who are famous or whatever. But, like, it's just weird that I get to contribute in some small way to, like, the Catholic world, you know? Yeah. And, like, I think that's so valuable and so important, which is why I keep doing it, obviously. But it's just weird to kind of take a step back and think how many people we've reached and the, the people that the we've The thing that surprised that. me the most was not, like, the reach of our show specifically, but how receptive catholic media as a whole or the catholic sphere as a whole was accepting of us as yeah. like such young yeah boys we don't have degrees we don't we're have, little we're, we're small time we weren't even 21 when we started this like yeah that's like a big thing in catholic world is that you hey let's drink together and talk about theology there's a whole <laughs> there's a whole system or devised around that and we weren't even and a podcast and a podcast we could even fit into it and we just found our little niche. We found our lane. And people lane supported boy. us and were like, yeah, what you guys are doing is good. And I still think what we're doing is good. And the minute that I stop thinking what we're doing is good, is good. We stop. We stop. Bada boom, bada bing. Anyway, Patrick. Well, we got we to gotta get a vote from our shareholders, but you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you and I are not the only <laughs> ones that have been impressed with the show. Um, really? We've got, we've got some, some, someone has called in. Uh, which one do you think we should do? I'm thinking Bill. I'm think we. I think Bill. We, I think we throw Bill on for a minute. Uh, Sounds good. All right. Bill's got something to say. Hi, uh, my name is Bill. I'm just calling in because this girl that goes to school with me told me to call in, so that's why I'm calling in. I also think this podcast is a good podcast. That's why I continue to listen to it. Um, it's a podcast I really recommend to um, other people that I know because I know that it has helped me to grow my Catholic faith, and I'm hoping that it will help them as well. So. I think it's a wonderful podcast that other people should listen to. So, yeah, good job, guys. All right. Sick. Thanks, Bill. Bill. What a guy. Honestly, let's yeah, talk about Bill for a minute. Bill, 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 Bill. Bill. It's unfortunate that you share up. your name with a godless, hedonistic scientist. Whoa, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, like honestly, the number of messages that I've gotten, you know, similar to Bill's, just either through Twitter or through email or whatever, is crazy. It blows my hey, mind. I just like the show. I just like the show. Yeah, and I'm people... glad that you do it, and I'm glad that you keep listening. I'm like, that's yeah. enough. That's enough that's, to keep that's it, it going. That's all that. That's all that. It, all that matters is that people like us and and tell us that they like us because that's what we need. <laughs> is we just need the the constant validation. If you want to support the crunch, either donate on Patreon or just like my tweets. 
just keep my self-confidence up enough for me to keep doing the podcast <laughs> that's all <laughs> i have a i have a comedy bit in the in the in the making oh, don't no. make fun of me for saying this but oh, I, have a, I have a bit in the making that, like that um chasing after internet points is just as valid as chasing after money because they'll both mean the exact same thing once you die Ooh, Ooh that's <laughs> good that's funny you should tweet that for as many likes as possible <laughs> the irony um patrick what do we got next i feel like you should you should roll something up for us uh, a good question maybe or i don't know i want a good question well, i, I want to get in the them. i want to get in the meat of something that uh somebody wants us to talk about how about jeff jeff uh yeah let's do jeff yeah all right let's listen hello this is jeff and i was just wondering like asking like a question like so how would you try to bring a brother you know and your youth group come back to the catholic faith like this brother i know he he has all these questions about the catholic faith he's really willing to learn more it's just that he feels like he needs to go on his own and find God in his own special way, but I feel like him doing that will end, eventually lead him to not learn more about the Catholic faith. So I was wondering, like, how would I perceive or how would I go on doing this? I know praying for him was, like, the best bet. I know um, keeping in touch with him, but um, is there anything me I can do personally, maybe try to um, some sort of info or something that I can do and my own power to help him out? Um, and if you can answer that the best way you can, that'd be great. Um, I love what you guys do. I appreciate every podcast that you guys put out, and hope you all have a great day. Again, thank you. Thanks, Jeff. Shout out, Jeff. Uh, Jeff, a real. So one. I actually, yeah, that's a that's a real question. That's a that very a good question. question. Yeah. Um, I actually had an a, a very similar experience with a friend of mine in my youth ministry back in high school. He. One, he was like, you know, I kind of just, I've always been Catholic and I want to like go off and see if like I might have been wrong this whole time and like I need to like find truth for myself. And the, what's going on is, I mean, that's obviously a discomfort, but, and it's obviously not good to leave the church. But if someone's, someone's set in that, you, you can't change their mind. So that's like the first step is like when, when someone's set and saying, I'm going to leave the church, I need to go find truth on my own, they're going. All right. And so what you need to do is you need to make sure that you're there for them. And my advice would be to tell this fine fellow, this, this adventurous fellow, that it's okay to go search for truth, but don't do it on your own. It's, just, it's okay to search for truth for yourself, but don't do it on your own. And if you're willing, and this is like a really tough thing to say, but if you're willing and if you guys are close enough, be his person that he talks things out with, you know, say like, I, it's, I'm, I support you in your decision to, you know, go find truth on your own, but I want you to talk to me, you know, um, cause talking him through certain things, he's confused. Cause like, he's probably going to go straight to new ageism. That's like classic. Just, I'm going to go, I'm going to go try the Buddha. Patrick knows. Patrick knows exactly what's going to happen. He's seen it thousands of times. That's, yeah, and like, 
because when okay when someone goes and searches for truth on their own they kind of start with this worldview of like anything ever could be true they go straight to buddhism in my experience they go straight to buddhism it's just like this this guy was probably right fat people never wrong buddha <laughs> that's why all think those of, kids like Santa. think of john goodman was he ever wrong nope kevin nope. james was he ever wrong nope nope Except more for more hits Paul, references Paul too oh paul blart mall cop <laughs> the best one too was there a second one yeah there was Anyway, uh, no, my take is that uh, you're right in that we can't do anything in that situation. Um, and this is something that I've had to learn because I want to I wanna handle things and I just want to teach people things. And I want to say, hey, this makes sense logically. Like you have to understand it the way that I understand yeah. it because I'm right because I'm Catholic. And that's not a good way to do things. I've learned. Um, like Patrick said, have you, have to, time. you have to let them go out on their own. And you just, the only thing you can do, and this requires a lot of humility and it requires a lot of trust in God's providence, um, is to love them and care about them and be there for them, which means that it's going to take a lot of work on your part. Like you can't just say, all right, go off on your own and find it. And then like never talk to them. You know, you have to check up on them regularly, regularly and see how are they doing? Do they need to talk about anything? What are they thinking about? And like Patrick said, be the be the person for them. Uh, yeah. I mean, Jeff, it sounds like you really care about this person and that you really love them, um, and that you you want this brother of yours to true to find truth. And I think all of us have people in our lives that are searching for truth, and we want them so desperately to find it, but we just don't know how to help. Just hang out with them, just be with them. I mean, if they're they, if they're really your friend and you really have a close friendship, they'll ask enough questions, and if you just answer honestly without trying to convert them then you know you're you're good to go i guess i mean not maybe not good to go but that's all you can do that's that's what god wants us to do we don't we're not you don't you don't further the kingdom of god by winning arguments you further the kingdom of god by loving people so yeah do that and you're you'll be well on your way to helping helping this this guy find god yeah i think i mean if if i have no reason to not believe i have no reason to disbelieve his earnesty in his earnest? I don't know. In searching for Earnesty. Truth. And uh, is that a word? Yeah. And uh, so in his search for truth, if he's open, which I believe that he probably is, then Catholicism will be a part of his search. And hopefully he Catholicism welcomes him open with open arms. And so you need to be those open arms. Be a bridge, not a wall. That's my final, final answer. Oh, that's a good. That's a good one. Um, Let's see. We got we got another one coming up here. I'm thinking we do the and okay Andrew's IKEA story is really funny. All right, let's let's throw it on. This is our boy Andrew uh, holds a special place in the Crunch's heart. Let's hear what he has to say. Hey Ethan and Pat, it's Andrew Jordan. Hey, I was at uh, IKEA last week and I was in the kitchenware section where you can buy pots and pans and miscellaneous tongs and scoops. I saw this man, and his wife, in front of the. Uh, the tea kettle area. My wife kept going, oh, I love tea kettles. And the husband just kept kind of, you know, saying, all right, let's keep moving. Just, but look at that one. It's so cute. And the husband goes, I'm not buying you another tea kettle. And the wife kind of, she kind of passed. She goes, well, why not? You keep destroying them, making jello shots. I'm not buying you another tea kettle until you use it for what it's made for. Um, Not really related to the podcast or you or Pat or Catholicism, but 
Jello shots always have a place in Catholicism. And <laughs> that, that especially, <laughs> especially ruining Jello shots. There's nothing more Catholic than trying to make Jello shots and then ruining them. <laughs> this is why. This is why I love marriage as an institution. Yeah. Um, it makes me makes me think you... of the 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 vine where the guy sneezes and the deer run away. Oh, nice, Ron. Oh, I sneeze. I'm not allowed to sneeze. Like, <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> Honey, will you buy me tea kettle? No, no, because I know exactly what you want to do with it, and I'm not letting that happen again. Also, you can't keep making Jello shots. Also, I don't know why Andrew Jordan was at IKEA because, to my knowledge, the man's not shopping for like furniture. I mean, maybe he was. Maybe he was getting. He was something. in the pots and pans section, looking for tongs, tongs and other household wares, like various scoops. <laughs> what was he? Why were you going to IKEA to get tongs? There's a perfectly good target five minutes from your house, Andrew. I know where you live. Like, you can't... That is weird. Well, I do... I mean, I know Andrew. Like, he's a friend of mine. We oh. went to we went to elementary school together. Aw. Yeah. Um, it's a funny story. Homeboy's not Catholic. Uh, has listened to the podcast since the beginning. Was super supportive of us, um, like, at the very beginning and really helped us kind of get off the ground. Um so shout out to Andrew. Honestly, that the podcast wouldn't have been able to take off as quickly as it did without this man, Andrew Jordan. And I know he doesn't want yeah. any recognition, and I know he doesn't doesn't care. I mean, but honestly, like we're really thankful for him, and the fact that he still listens and he still calls in and like he su- supports yeah. us on Patreon. Shout out, Andrew. Honestly, hey Andrew. Just so you know, when when you sent Ethan that message, those all those months ago, he was crapping his pants with excitement when he screenshot it and sent it to me. It was it was the happiest I've ever seen him. It was like a little boy on Christmas morn. Uh, true life. That's a fact. Um, I think we should all go to IKEA and just kind of follow old people around. Do a live podcast. Do a live, yeah. Let's do a live podcast from IKEA. Do you think we get kicked out? Yeah, absolutely, we would. I can't think of any reason why we would. Honestly, Ethan, there's got to be an IKEA in Chicago somewhere. Oh, we'll, yeah. Like, we'll meet See up there a few days. SLS early. 2018, folks. Here's what we do: we go to Cincinnati. Yeah. Early, right? We hang out with the Cincinnati gang. Okay. We go to IKEA and we sit in the food court section, eat Swedish meatballs, and podcast. All right. For like ten minutes, that's fine. It'd be sick. Yeah, the 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 noise would kind of be a lot to filter out, but we can make it work. We just need to get better microphones. I need to get a boom arm. I want to get a boom arm so bad. I know when. Yeah, when Alex told us we couldn't get the mics and the boom, I was like, Alex, tell me, was there a boom mic included with boom arm included with the mic? He's like, yes. I was like, no. That's all I wanted. Oh, I wanted man. to go right there on my desk. So when people walk in, like, oh, wow, Patrick's a real podcaster, not just some guy who talks about his podcast all the time, John Paul. <laughs> anyway. When, pe- <laughs> when people when people walk into my room, they go, you do the podcast in here? And it's like, just, <laughs> oh, gosh, it's so embarrassing. It's when a nice walk room, in my room, they just say it smells. Welcome to Franciscan, folks. Um, <laughs> so we got that. What? Uh, what do we got next? What, what what we got up on the up on deck here from the people? Oh no, I just accidentally opened Spotify. No, Patrick, Brad, awareness. Do you want do you want to, do you want to open up Brad's? Uh, Brad's. Sure. Let's talk about Brad. Sup, Crunch. Um, I'm calling as part of your Crunch Calls initiative. My name is Brad. Um, something that I would like to ask y'all about or get y'all to talk talk about, excuse me, would be. Um, talking about 
having more awareness and more grave seriousness of our sin. Um, this past week you talked about having too much mercy or, you know, not having enough um, awareness of our sin. But could you talk about having more awareness, um, say, if you're just committing sins, going to confession, and then seems like you're doing them over and over again and you don't have a, a grave awareness of that sin? Thanks. God bless. I have two analogies for you, Brad. One. Patrick's about to drop is that some guilt? knowledge. All right. Sorry. I was ready. Guilt is like ice cream. Oh. All right. Here we go. It's good in small portions, right? But ultimately, it's not the best. Um, Wrong. Ice cream is the best. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, that's kind of a minor analogy. You're right, Bradley. We should have more awareness of our sin. And, um, but when you say awareness of sin, I want to distinguish between a factual awareness and a, a, a conscious awareness. Awareness of you in your conscience is more important than a factual knowledge of what sin is. So an awareness of the gravity of your sin before and after you commit it is what you want to cultivate, not a textbook knowledge of what sin is. Yeah. It's, the the best way to learn how to be a virtuous person is just through lived experience. Like I can sit in a room and say, this is what I need to do to be virtuous. I should go to class and pay attention and, and not lust uh, to any girls. And I should not be slothful. And I shouldn't take naps and I shouldn't do this. Which then, is what we do every week. Go on. Yeah. <laughs> all all the, let me hold on. Pardon me while I just lay out all of my sins for everybody. Um, But like the, then you just sit there and you have a little planner, you have a little journal, it's like, this is how I'm not going to sin. And then you, if you're just in that room, then that's that's nothing. But uh, going out and, and living, that's how you, you're right, that's how you gained a, a, yeah. an experience on how to be virtuous. I think, like, learning the, the gravity of sin, for me, that kind of came last year um, when I was reading Introduction to the Devout Life, the initial yeah. um, meditation that St. Francis de Sales puts you through. Um is really calls to mind like your sin and everything that's holding you back. Um, so I'd encourage you or anybody else that, that might be struggling with knowing what their sin is and like struggling to come up with things in the confessional line and struggling even to have a reason to go to confession to really pray and meditate on uh, what your sin is and where it's coming from and like sit and think about your life and read through some serious, you know, maybe read through that that uh, St. Francis de Sales meditation. Maybe read through some other meditations that, that will bring to mind those sins. Because once you, like, realize how much that those sins are holding you back from God and holding you back from happiness and from a good virtuous life, then you want nothing more than to rectify them. And you want nothing more than to kind of get them out of your life and, and start working on them. And so I think it's just because, I mean, we don't have a – we don't have a – understanding or, or uh, an appreciate not an appreciation but uh um what's the word like gra hmm. understanding we don't understand the gravity of our sin because we don't sit and think about it we don't we don't take the time like we do it and maybe we go to confession but do we ever really like consider the weight of what that just happened yeah i don't know i don't <laughs> sometimes i do but mostly i don't yeah i i and i would like to finish off this discussion with a parable oh oh hooray Okay, so there was a kid, he was about four years old, five years old, he's playing in the backyard, right? And his mom said to him, listen, you have to stay within the confines of this fence, all right? Because there's construction going on, and the, stop taking off your shirt. This I'm, not, I'm not taking off my shirt, sorry, I was, I was stretching, I was stretching. 
<laughs> there's construction going on in the backyard next door and you can't go over there because you're going to get hurt, right? So the kid's playing, the kid's playing. But he sees some trucks and he's like, man, I love construction trucks. I want to go over and I'm going to play in the yard. Shout out he trucks. goes over in the yard. Shout out trucks. But when he's walking, he's walking over barefoot and he steps on a nail, steps on a rusty nail. Now, the kid has two options. Get tetanus and die he's or go to the hospital like a smart person. <laughs> he can show his mom or he can not show his mom, right? And a lot of the times when we do what we're not supposed to, right, and we get stuck, our guilt is like that rusty nail. And we kind of he – can, he can like try to take it out himself and then toss it out, but then it's just going to be left there. It's just going to be left there for him to step on later. You know, it's That's not going to really be away. That's true. What you need to do when you're guilty, right? And this is this isn't even, this isn't even me. This is same Maximilian Colby. We're supposed to show our guilt to Mary, right? Because mom knows what to do with rusty nails. Mom knows where to get rid of them. She's not going to just throw them in a in a plastic garbage can. She's going to know to get rid of them, like in a metal just in a metal. She knows where the medical waste bin is. That's where, <laughs> that's what mom. Uh, well, us four-year-olds do not know how to get rid of guilt. So, guilt is guilt is important. Guilt shows us shame is a is a product of the fall. It happens. It shows us when we're doing something wrong. But it's not supposed to hide us from God. We're supposed to expose our guilt to God, especially our blessed mother, um, and the blessed mother. And uh, yeah, so do you like that? Do you like that rusty nail bit? Came up with that in prayer a couple of days ago. It was pretty. That was good. good. That was a good bit, Patrick. That was a good goof. Thanks. I like it. Thanks. I like it a lot. Teaching in parables. Shout out. Shout out Patrick Nevy. Um, let's see here. Oh, I got a I got a good one. Uh let's do really? let's do this one from uh Shameless Paper. Hi, uh I've had your podcast recommended to me, and to be quite honest, I'm not really going to be interested until you start offering a traditional Latin podcast as God intended. Um, so furthermore, I would appreciate if your followers stopped tweeting at me. Oh, I've got to go. My dad's coming down the stairs. He's going to be pissed if he sees me using technology. <laughs> Patrick, where did you go? Patrick, come back. Sorry. I can, you can't see me. I turned around. I'm, I'm doing the podcast at Orientum. <laughs> Dumb. That was a dumb bit. I'm so mad that you did that. I'm so annoyed with you. Gosh darn it, you're stupid. Ugh. Dumb ad orientum jokes. Dang it. <laughs> the problem was it was only half funny because you can see I can see it. Nobody else can. Nobody else gets the ad orientum. <laughs> I got up in the middle of the in the middle of the call and just went like backwards in my seat. Oh man. And refused that to was a, and said something. That was that was a good call from our boy at Shameless Papers. Everyone gave him a follow. He's pretty funny. Um He he understands the struggle sometimes. As we all know, sometimes Patrick and I clash with the more traditionally minded um catholics on the internet which is um, funny because we're like super trad sometimes we're, yeah we're pretty traditional boys um, did you see my text earlier today i was at this church and like the art was, I was really I was, weird i was it taking was a nap really i did not weird. read it sorry <laughs> it had the depiction of uh of the conversion of saint paul but it looked like something that you'd see on a cave painting and i was like why did i was like why does this church have a scene from brother bear on it <laughs> <laughs> like Patrick and I, we're all for, you know, good liturgy. I'm all for following the rubrics to a T. I'm all for ad orientum. I'm all for chant. 
I'm all for organ music. I'm all for beautiful churches that are built um, correctly. Um, built. I'm, I'm all for <laughs> I'm all for cruciform churches instead of hemisphere shaped churches. I'm all for you know Latin. I'm I'm all for all of those things. Like I yeah. I think that there's such beauty in the tradition of the church. Um, but at the same time, I'm Catholic and I live in America, and the church in America for the majority of people is in the vernacular and it's in the Novus Ordo Mass and it's the way that it is. And it's a lot easier to work within that model, which is not wrong. It's not a wrong model. It's been approved by, by a council, you know, like one of those, one of those is super important. Um, work within that model to reach American Catholics instead of, you know, standing up on this, on this high mountain of tradition and yelling, why don't you come up here? But you have the ladder next to you, and you've also lit it on fire. Um, yeah. Like, what was that in the Bible about? Like making unattainable rules that make people into sinners. That never mind. We're not going to talk about it. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, the Pharisee claim is is uh, is is somewhat fallacious, but it's, it's also somewhat accurate. Out. It is somewhat accurate. It's been yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, I mean, everyone's a Pharisee, we appreciate we appreciate the the call from. Uh, from Shameless Papist, what a guy. Please forgive our inability to take a joke and just, I'm just kidding. Sorry, well, no, I mean, it's funny because, I mean, he has he's make, just making fun of the people that roast us on Twitter. But, oh, that's great. Uh, yeah, someone someone left us a review that was like, I'm not listening anymore because they hate Latin and focus. I'm like, wait, wait, hold on, wait a second. We hate neither of those things. Also, whose side are you on? I can't, I can't put are you, you in a Are box. you even Catholic? I can't put you in a box, so this confuses and upsets me. <laughs> yeah, either either fall in line or get out. Pick yeah, a pick really. a side and stick what with it. What are you it. doing liking focus and Latin? What is this? Some I'm here. Catholic church. Excuse me, I'm here We're for the on. I'm here for the liturgy wars. Um where do I sign up? <laughs> there there are two lines and there are only two Wait, lines. An info wars but with liturgy. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I just thought of the best parody ever. Let's I wanna wear a tinfoil hat and yell about <laughs> gay bombs and how it's affecting the liturgy. <laughs> That's an Alex Wait, Jones reference, but... folks. Patrick, introduce the next one for us. Who do we got? Oh man, I don't know. Do you want to do the transgender one? Uh, sure. That I think that one will be good. Yeah. Hi, Ethan and Pat. This is Grace. Um, I'm a huge fan of the show, and I have a question or a topic that I'd like to hear your thoughts on. Um, I go to a pretty secular university, and they're pretty. Um, air quotes, progressive in uh, what they think about gender identity. Um, they uh, encourage the use of different gendered pronouns, she, her, him, his, and even they, theirs, for people who feel like they don't identify with one of the um, binary genders. Now, um, you know, I know about the different church teachings. I feel pretty confident about what the church thinks about uh, gender identity. However, on a more practical level, I'm curious what we as young Catholics are supposed to do um, when we meet people who say that they use they, them pronouns and how we're supposed to interact with them. Should we respect their wishes and use these pronouns? Should we use this as some sort of moment for evangelization? Um, just interested to hear your thoughts if you have Either of you have any experience with this? Again, huge fan of the show. Thanks for all of that you guys um, do for the young Catholic community. Thanks, Grace. 
That was very nice. Very nice. Very nice message. Very nice question. Um, this is a tricky situation, Pat. It is. This is a tricky sitch. What's the sitch? What's the sitch? Do, 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 do. Hey, I'm like Kim Possible. You're like Ron Stoppable. Actually, it's the other way around. Everybody's told me that I look like Ron Stoppable. <laughs> which makes me kind yeah. of mad. But they're like, but he gets Kim in the end. And I'm like, it doesn't matter. He's a goof for like nine seasons. <laughs> And the only reason that they got it, that he got her in the end, was because they needed to tie the loose end. Yeah, I don't want to be a loose end. Anyway, what's the question, Patrick? What do you think? I want to be a tight end. Um. Oh, the question is whether or not we should call people that are transgendered by their preferred pronouns. Yep. And oh boy, I also first of all want to point out how upset I am that this is even a question. Oh yeah, for the record, I mean obviously this is sad. This is it that we're even at this point that we have to. Because if your yeah. identity is so wrapped up in the words that other people use to refer to you, you have no self identity. You just have this rel. You just have this like focus on the outside world sort of mentality. If if I pick up the phone when I'm like in middle school. And I'm like, like, hello, this is the Nevi residence. And the lady from the bank goes, hi, sweetie. Um, is your mom home? Like thinking I'm a girl. I'm not going to have a gender crisis. You know, it doesn't matter if she calls me she or he. Anyway, so if you're a transgendered person, you just shouldn't matter what people call you. I pick um, up the phone now and people still think I'm a girl. That's incorrect. I'm listening to you right now. You sound like a man. <laughs> Thank you. I'm not messing around, Ethan. Sorry, this I am. Serious it is a serious question. You are objectively a man. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think, so interacting with people that disagree with you is super tricky because a lot of Catholics, obviously we know we're right. I'm going to stick that out there right there. Um, I, I don't care. Um, we know that we're right. And so because of that fact, we like to take things very aggressively. And we just like, <laughs> we just want to, we want to grab people and shake them and say, we're right, you're wrong, listen to us. And I, I mean, obviously, Grace, that's not what you're saying. That's not what you're wanting to do. Uh, but that's kind of our mindset going in is that like we know we have like tradition handed down, doctrine handed down from the church, teaching handed down from the church that is like true and guarded by the Holy Spirit and cannot be incorrect. So like we have this, we have this, all this confidence and then we actually get into this situation and we end up making people mad and they get frustrated with us and they end up hating the church even more. And we're like, why? I was just trying to defend it. Um so I think that it just kind of depends on the level of relationship that you have with the person that you're talking to at the time. So if it were me and I like I saw that a person was a man and I used a male pronoun and they were like, oh, can you please use, you know, they or whatever? Um, I, I would probably like I'd probably do a double take. This is my personality. I can get away, get away with a lot of stuff. I can say. <laughs> Um, I say like, well, why? I just ask like, why? And he'd be like, well, that's what I prefer. And I'd be like, well, can you tell me more about like how you came to that decision? Because um, I'm genuinely curious. Because t to this day, I've never met somebody that's asked me to use a different pronoun. So I would yeah. like honestly have that conversation. I'd be like, well, I've never, I've never met anybody. Um, like, what's what's your reasoning behind it? And then hopefully they would, I I would assume that they'd be really excited to talk about it because and not be super reactionary. Yeah, um, and they would. If, if you're like honest and you're earnest and you show that you, I mean, care about the person and care about the decision that they're making um, and you listen to what they have to say, um, then I think that will do that will do a lot. 
and so understanding where they're coming from first of all is important um and then from that point on just kind of like trying to listen and like understand but then just what i would do personally is just like not use any pronouns at all yeah i was gonna say like just 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 completely avoid completely avoid it because if you use it you shouldn't you should not do it in my opinion you should not call someone she if they're a man you should not say he if it's a woman or they ever unless you're referring to a group of people you know um (laughs) or trying to mask the fact that you're talking about a girl to another girl that we all do that oh oh yeah no i've done that that. yeah yeah, yeah. um so and because because in one way because like if you if you do it if you if you bow to what the society is expecting of you is expecting of you to do then you are in a way not betraying church teaching but you're just kind of going back on what you believe to know is true and you're not representing it accurately but representing it accurately doesn't mean that you have to go out and argue with everybody that or have a conversation or evangelize, quote-unquote, to everybody that prefers to be called by a different pronoun. You know what I mean? There is a charitable way to go about it, um, and it's not by starting an argument in the hallway. You know? Yeah. What do you think? I don't know, because here's the thing. People can choose their name, you know? But you can't really choose your gender. So, like, and you also can't choose the, the language structures that refer to your gender. So... If you don't like the fact that the language structure refers to your gender, that sucks. But if that person is vi- becomes visibly set, because I don't know, there is there must be some kind of disorder or some kind of like emotional unsettlement that makes someone that viciously upset if someone says she or he mm-hmm. when they want the opposite word mm-hmm. to be said. So literally triggering that response maliciously is wrong. Yeah. Um, I hope that did that make sense? Did that cover it thoroughly? I that made sense. I, yeah. yeah, I Don't think use the pronouns. if you Don't if use you, them. it's mm, just a quick point on evangelization. Um, ah, I get I'm so fired up about this, but you're not going to effectively evangelize somebody that you just met, um, based on of one conversation about a controversial topic. It's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, especially it's not going to happen. It's not possible. Um, even someone that you like have met several times, if it's still like what in order to effectively evangelize someone, you have to be their friend. You have to care about them. You have to know them. You know, people want to be known. That's like the whole, that's like the whole human struggles that just, I, I do a podcast cause I want to be known. I tweet cause I want to be known. And like, I just, this person wants to be known and just get to know them. And then through that maybe further chances for real evangelization can happen because i don't think arguing about church teaching you know is is evangelization um you're right it's i I know i'm right but (laughs) (laughs) so that's just a little side point grace i don't think you're doing anything wrong i think that you're asking the right questions i think you do a great job um you're gonna be caring and loving all those good things and obviously you listen to a good podcast so you know what you're doing um good we got we got through that one um let's do oh this one's quick hey thank you for listening to this episode of the crunch sorry to interrupt what i'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation but i wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors we will be back right after this hey guys thank you for all you do i just wanted to tell a joke the crunch is better than catching foxes (laughs) <laughs> that's it that's the whole thing thanks and man. the joke is the joke is that we're not better than catching yes boxes. that's the joke the joke is that they are much better than us 
Um, uh, let's let's do honesty hour real quick. I mean, we joke about catching foxes a lot. Like, I love their podcast so much. Like, it's yes. not it's not a joke. It's not a joke because like, oh, they're a bigger podcast than we are, and like, we want them to shout us out, and we want them to you know make us more famous or whatever. It's because I genuinely think that what they're doing is so good. Yes. Like it's it's I not agree. even a joke, and they're so. I mean, I it's it's not because of Twitter. It's not because of the podcast. It's because they're they're having conversations that need to be had. Like their interview with Ike Ndolo was so good. Have you listened to it? I haven't. The one after Charlottesville. Holy crap! Yikes! It's like changed my whole perspective on kind of current events happening in. They're not afraid. They're not afraid of the controversial. No, which they're is not. Awesome. It's so good. And I I just really appreciate like, I mean, Gomer tells me that whenever he goes to conferences like and people ask for good podcasts he lets he tells them to listen to the Crunch and like that means so much to me. Um, so I know we joke about catching foxes a lot and yes they are better than us, um, but they're they're actually better you know like they're they're really great dudes. So to that, be to be fair like, yeah. like Ethan you started I mean we started the Crunch because you loved catching foxes right mm-hmm. and wanted to do something like it. Mm-hmm. I mean I I I was um I don't know I've said this before but I mean Gomer and like what I listened to him I he gave two talks like weirdly back to back I saw him twice in the same year and he like really set me on a good path the mm-hmm. stuff that he said like really mm-hmm. set me on a good path so catching foxes is a good a good reason why the crunch exists so we we love you guys thank you for all that you've done peace love Luke last name redacted also um oh gosh what's Gomer's wife's name oh no what a Shannon. Shannon. Dang it. I'm so sorry, Shannon. Dude, you don't even listen. Thank you for being the only person related to Catching Foxes that listens to us. Does hey. she Does she listen regularly? Yeah, Shannon listens to us. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Cool. I'm not going to forget her name ever now. No, yeah. I can't believe you forgot, Chach. That's the um, worst thing. <laughs> so, we got, so we got that one. Uh, let's, tackle another, let's tackle another one. Another, another heavy topic? Another heavy topic. Did we do... Uh, we could do Adele's. My name's Adele. I actually haven't been listening to The Crunch for that long, maybe only like a month and a half or so, but I absolutely love it. So I had a couple of things to say when I heard that we could call in. I had a potential topic that I thought it would be good to talk about. I know that you guys did an episode on evangelizing to your family, on what to do if someone in your family is having bigger emotional problems like depression or addiction that might be causing them problems in their faith life. Because I know that pressuring them to go to confession won't help. Telling them that they're going to go to hell unless they change their ways won't help. And praying for them doesn't really seem to help in the short run. So I was just wondering if you guys had any tips on showing people like that, whether or not they're in your family, that trusting God is better than trusting themselves and that it can last longer than a retreat weekend, I guess. So. It would be great if you had any thoughts on that. And happy anniversary. I'll be listening. Bye. Cool. Thanks, Adele. She sounds nice. She does sound very nice. Thank you for that question. First thing, I want to. I just want to get this out of the way. Prayer does help. In the sh- Okay, she said in the short run, it, you know no, what she meant. I, I do know what she meant. It's you not, know what she I meant. I know what she meant, but this makes me so mad. It's like, you can't say that prayer doesn't help because it does. Like, we might not see the results of prayer, but prayer is so important. 
That's why she said in the short run. But it's it does help in the short run because though. Prayer helps in the long run and the short yes, like it helps, helps immediately. But it's not like a it's not like a tangible thing that like you it's not an action. It's not it's a it's an it's an aura, not it is, a labora. It is an She's action. on the right. It is an action. It's something right that you can do. It's something that you can do every Stop day. I'm insulting our fans. Then. I'm not insulting. I'm not saying that Adele is dumb or stupid. Also, I'm, we have no fans. I'm saying that uh, one thing that you can do that you know for a fact will help every single day is pray for that person. And that's true. We might not see those results, and that just comes from like a human pride of like wanting to do it ourselves. But if you want to do something for somebody and help them, pray for them every single day. Like that's, and it will help. It will help. Short term, long term, medium term. All terms. You can pray for things that have happened in the past. No, you can't. I mean, you can, but it's kind <laughs> Dear of... God, please let this not have happened. Thank you. All of a sudden, my car is back from the dead. <laughs> Call back. So, anyway. Actually, what, do you, what do you think about this question? Um, well, back in the evangeliz- evangelizing your family episode, I talked about my brother and I. Wait, was that she said she'd only been listening for about like a month and a half? That means she might not have heard that episode. She might not have heard the Evangelist Your Family episode, but she oh, kind so of then I'll go over this. Well, again. she kind of like spec- specifies something like we didn't really go into the uh, what do you how do you mean like the more intense side of things? Like if a family, oh, if member someone is, deals with some like, very yeah, if they it, we didn't like we didn't issues. get into that a lot, yeah, 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 yeah. So we could talk about that, yeah, if so. Uh... If someone if someone's dealing with some really deep seated emotional stuff like like are she, I don't know if she's talking about like depression anxiety or like or maybe like addiction or or addiction. something like that yeah it's hard to say yeah I mean that's that's the thing is like if someone if someone's dealing with some deep seated emotional issues that are like clinical then what you can do is get them professional help or at least guide them towards professional help it's like they're there's an art of understanding when something is higher is out of your pay grade. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. They, yeah. We, in our, in, in, in RA training, they told us there, they talked to us about like emergency situations. And like, we had someone that week pass out in the chapel during mass and all of us, like with our CPR training, were there and ready to help. But there was a nurse there. So we were like, okay, well, obviously what we're going to do right now is pray. Mm-hmm. So in, in that, in that situation, you have a bunch of people praying, which is helping, and someone who's actually who's qualified helping in a physical sense, in a in a work sense, as opposed to a prayer sense. So, if someone in your family is dealing with depression, anxiety, or addiction, or something, guiding them towards professional help. But you know, if they don't want to go, that's that's a whole other thing. Yeah, you know, it's yeah, that's especially if you're dealing with addiction, that's mm-hmm. the worst. Mm-hmm. I I mean, I don't really have any or much experience with this kind of situation at all um so it's kind of hard for me to give advice i guess um i just i mean i say number one pray for them number two talk to them um if they don't want to talk then find something to do with that person like they if they don't want to talk about whatever's going on if they don't want to discuss like their depression or or whatever it is, like find something that you can do together with that family member. Maybe it's your brother, maybe it's your sister, whatever, but like find a thing that you guys can do and then do it and then spend time doing it and just grow closer together um, and love them and care for them. And then 
like that will that will do so much i think you know it's it's just it comes down to like how much are you going to love this person through their struggle and through their strife um because it can be really easy to just kind of push them away and say all right you know he's got this or, or he's struggling with this or you know he's hurt me in this way or she's hurt me in this way because of this so i'm not going to i'm just going to stay over here and let them deal with it yeah. um and we have a responsibility as christians to go and love them anyway you know like there could there could be some serious hurt going on especially in a family like so much hurt can can be thrown around because of these these things um so just just trying to find ways to love i don't know that sounds super generic yeah. and cheesy but uh like again evangelizing and bringing people closer to to Christ it like it doesn't it doesn't come from explaining arguments for the church and it doesn't come from explaining like why the church is correct or why like this catholic teaching is is more accurate than whatever you know somebody else says it comes from being Christ to other people and then allowing that to lead into a deeper personal relationship um the reason why it sounds so generic and so like blanket is because loving people is a specific person to person thing yeah there even with love languages those are too generic too it's like there's no such thing as i'm only physical touch on tuesday and thursday (laughs) but i'm gifts every other i'm gifts every other day so donate to the patreon (laughs) i mean if you think about physical touch like okay physical touch what does that mean like if i physically touch your forehead are you gonna feel loved heck yeah boy Who's screaming? It's, anyway. my, it's my roommate. They're watching football. <laughs> <laughs> it's game day. It is game Not day. Not every day is game day. Yeah. Call back. I am sad. Anyway, so back to what I was saying. Um, well, oh, oh, so my my dad, for instance, my dad for Father's Day. He, I was like, Dad, what do you want for Father's Day? He was like, Honestly, all I want is a card with a monkey on it. I don't care if it's a Father's Day card. Just a card with a monkey on it. And so I got him like a happy sixth birthday nephew, or sorry, niece <laughs> card with a monkey and a tutu on it. And I just wrote him a letter inside the card. And he was like, thank you. And I was like, that, that's what you wanted for Father's Day. That's what you get. And sometimes it's not that simple. Like not everyone tells you exactly that they want a monkey card for Father's Day. Right. But hopefully if you're around that person every day, you get to know how they receive love and you can you can kind of pinpoint what you can do in a specific moment because that's the problem with specifics practicals only go so far because we don't know the situation that you're going to be in um if you're if your family member is having a really great day and also it's it's sunny outside you that you know i don't know and it's also past 2 p.m on a thursday i don't know there's too many factors that go into this because the only the only thing that matters is weather the day and the time. Those are the only things that affect somebody's somebody's situation. Hey, I said mood too. Okay. My hey, voice cracked. Hey, let it go. Let it go. You know what else I go. said? Let it go. Let it go. <laughs> oh man. I'm sick, okay? Let's do it. Let's do a couple more real quick. Let's do Cindy. Cindy. Oh dear oh dear Cindy. Yeah. All right. Are you ready? Yes. Hello, this is Cindy. Um, I'm a long-time listener of your show, and I just wanted to ask you guys a moral question. Okay, so if I'm swimming in a pool and I see a Band-Aid, um, what do I do? Follow up, what's your stance on essential oils? Are they immoral? Are they witchcraft? Please answer my question. I'm desperate. Uh, I don't know what to do. This Band-Aid's been following me for an hour, though. 
All right, love you, boys. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it gets me so good. This bandit's uh... been following me for an hour. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> oh, Cindy. So, Cindy, Cindy, Cindy. Cindy, Cindy, Cindy. Not, okay, so that's that's my friend Teresa. Yeah. And she has this Twitter account called at the Windy Crawdad, and it's Cindy Crawdad is the name of the account. And it's the funniest, it's like the least normie stuff you'll see on the internet. It's so, this account is so fringe, Ethan, so fringe. Only 12 followers. And even woke space jam. Exactly. Wow, it went up too. This this account is so fringe. It is so not normy that even woke space Jesuit hims, himself would not understand the references. Wow, that's crazy. I know. Follow up: Are essential oils immoral? Are they witchcraft? <laughs> <laughs> I like we went from immoral to witchcraft. Like, is this wrong? Like, is this okay? Also, um, is this one of the worst things? <laughs> AKA witchcraft. Um. Also, please hurry up. This band-aid has been following me for an hour. From what I know about uh, essential oils, so one of our focus missionaries, classic focus missionary move, rubbed essential oil on my neck, and it was so weird. She's like, hey, do you need some of this? And I was like, I don't know what it is. She goes, it's peppermint. And I'm like, what? And then she started slathering it on my neck. And I, I did, it stung. It was, it was cold. It was also hot. It was like an icy hot. I feel like Shaquille O'Neal was following me around, pushing an icy hot on my neck. That's, I think that's gold bond. No, Shaq did Icy Hot. Oh, okay. Yeah. He also did Gold Bond. <laughs> okay. Guys, if you ever need Gold Bond, tell them the Crunch referred you. Um, anyway. 50% off your next... I don't understand essential oils. I don't understand essential oils. I don't know what they're for. I don't trust them. Um, and by official <laughs> uh, Bropostle Proclamation. Proclamation. Nice. Yeah, that was good. Uh, I, I declare essential oils to be anathema. Thank you. <laughs> That's all I have to say on that subject. That was funny. Okay. Um, we only got a few left. We do. I, I think we should do the the one from Rose, and then we should close it out with uh, one more. That's a good call. Does that sound all good? Right. All right. Let's do. Yep. Let's hear from Rose real quick. Hey guys, happy Crunch anniversary! My name is Rose, and I've loved listening to the Crunch ever since I found some of your business cards at Seek. Uh, your podcast is just super fun and relatable, and there's something I often listen to to de-stress. You also still learn about different topics of our faith. Um, as a fellow senior in college, I know a lot of our peers are going through change and transitions this year. So my question to you is, how do you see or how do you allow God to play a part in your life, in your life during times of change and transition? Thanks, and keep up the good work. Good question, Rose. Shout out, Rose, uh, for finding our business cards at seek somehow that's hilarious i'm I'm hoping that she was in one of those groups of girls that were like i would always go up and they would always just be sitting and eating lunch and like talking i'd go up and I'd say hey do you like podcasts and i'd throw like 10 of them and then <laughs> go on to the next group and then just do the same thing so i hope she found them and like she remembers me running up and just throwing them because <laughs> i hope i hope she was one of the three people who possibly could have found them on their seat in confession yeah. Um yeah. I left like three on confession seats until I realized what I was doing was definitely wrong. I saw time. that I saw that and I was so angry at you. It's like, why are you doing this? You stupid <laughs> dumb idiot. Um Seek was hilarious. Seek was so, SLS twenty eighteen. SLS is gonna be so much fun, dude. It's gonna be insane. Dude, I, I won't I haven't told my I haven't told my parents that I'm planning on going to that yet, but they'll find out. They'll listen to this and then they'll know. <laughs> 
It'll be good. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. So time to transition, bros. <laughs> um, the phrase, the saying it goes that uh, the devil likes to attack the most during time to transition. Um, I think it's because, so in my experience, so you get a routine. Like at school, I have a routine. Like during the week, this is just a small, like let's do a, just do a micro level before we do macro level. So during the week, during school, I have a routine. Monday through Friday, I've got a great prayer routine. I've got a great study routine. I've got a great homework routine. If you transfer or transition from Friday to Saturday, all of a sudden, all of that just flies out the window and it's absolute chaos. And I don't pray as much as on the weekends as I do during the week. And, um, I don't have a sol- as solid of a study schedule. Um, I think it all comes down to like not having a routine. And so the most important thing when you transition is to make like, so what I should do in that situation in the transition from the week to the weekend is maintain my routine, getting up early, um, you know, saying morning prayer, doing all of those things that I do during the week. Um, but I don't do on the weekends cause I want to sleep in or whatever. Um, so I know sometimes it's very difficult. Like if you have a moving day or you are, you know, starting a new job and you're trying to find your new routine, you got to find it as quickly as possible because if you don't, um, then the holes that are left, like that you filled with prayer in your old routine are going to be filled with sin in your new routine. And so you have not to, the good kind of holes, not the good kind of like holes, the holes in the movie. Holes. Not, yeah. Not the holes of Shia LaBeouf. Um, dig it on, 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 dig it, dig it on, on, on. I got no respect cause I'm the new man. Got my shovel, shoes full of sand. Check out the hat. My name's Caveman. Uh, do you know that song? It's called, no, it's called dig it. It was in the movie holes. That's awesome. Anyway. Um, that movie so, came out in 2002. Holy cow. We're old. So I hope, does that, does that make sense? <laughs> is that a good answer? Yeah. What do you think? Especially when you consider that God is the only constant in your life. As someone whose life has been changing a lot recently. Yeah, you've moved your, you moved your desk around. I know. It's been <laughs> insane. Like, I walk in and I'm like, I'm going to put my stuff on my... Oh, no, it fell on the floor. Um, <laughs> Silly. God is the only constant in my life. And, like, holding on to him is very helpful. And it, it takes practice. It's not mm-hmm. one of those platitude things You're like, all you gotta do is just hold on to God, man. It takes practice. <laughs> God God is a wild roller coaster. You gotta strap in tight. Yep. Patrick um, Yeah, Patrick Debbie. Did you just cite yourself? <laughs> I did. Gosh. I had a friend who would like when she signed yearbooks, she would write quotation marks, like my pen that I just picked up. She would write quotation marks <laughs> on certain like inspirational phrases and then she would say me and i'm like you don't need to do that if you're signing it at the bottom (laughs) and then she like did like oh me again like this quote is me again golly gee um so that's rose uh i think we got one left this one i saved is saved till the very end it's a special one for me um is my boy my boy josh let's take a listen boy uh, I just wanted to call and say how how proud I am of you um, and Pat as well. Um, just wanted to ask um, how you guys um, have been handling your your success on the crunch and how or if you've seen um, that success uh, manifest itself in good conversations um, in real life and on your campuses. Um, proud of you both, Ethan. I love you. Peace. I love Josh so much. Josh is my hands down my best friend. Um, such a great guy. He's taught me so much. Um, and I think, like honestly, to answer his question, 
my friends have been like how I've dealt with kind of the success of the podcast because it can be really easy to get super excited about something that's not important like the yeah. podcast and having my friends like with me to talk about it and like who are excited for me like wow Ethan this is so cool that you're doing this but at the same time like making fun of me and keeping me humble I think yeah. it's like my friends strike the perfect balance of you know being excited and being there for me and supporting me and you know caring about what I'm doing and all of that stuff but also um, making sure that I know like what's really important which is the the people you know around um around me and uh, that are on my campus and everything what, what about you yeah. what's your what about you for that um so since since the start of the year um a lot of people have come up to me and been like hey like you're patrick from twitter or you're patrick from the crunch right and i'm like oh yeah i am um <clears throat> and it's it's been really cool because i get to meet people and i get to know people better on campus and that's really fun but um like you said it's a lot of conversations with my friends that are like lol patrick you're famous right and i'm just like no shut (laughs) it's like it's um that that kind of stuff that keeps you humble and also conversations with you really have helped i mean we've we we talk about it together let me talk about it to each other and not so much on the podcast any kind of like dealing with fame and then we'll talk i like i had a really good conversation with katie about it and so talking to other people who are kind of going through the same thing Mm -hmm. um is is helpful because um it's not like oh not everybody understands but it's not that it's not that nobody understands but i'm sure people understand that humility that humility is hard to grasp but also dealing with people not expecting you to be humble is really tough yeah yeah oh i get that a lot yeah like having having to deal with people attacking you and saying that you're an arrogant person mm-hmm. is tough and having someone who's going through it as well is really You're hard. only in it for the fame. Well, that's true. I hate that you said it. <laughs> <laughs> we joke, we have fun, we kid. Yeah. Um as far as Thanks. like the crunch leading yeah. to other conversations, um it definitely has for me like people will be like, "Oh, you do this podcast like why?" you know, and I'll explain why why I do it and uh you know, I people People have come up to be like, hey, Ethan, I listened to your podcast. Like, I didn't know, you know, this or I didn't know that. Like, can we talk more about it? And I don't know, just through people that and people that aren't even Catholic that listen, those those always breed the best conversations because they ask such interesting questions. Um, and I, I mean, I can't remember, you know, all of them because it's been it's been a year of time. And so uh, but it has it has led to good conversations. And um, at least here at K-State, um it's really cool that I have so many, like so many people will come up to me like, Hey, I really liked your episode this weekend. And like, it's just a, it's just a cool thing that I get to say like, Hey, thanks for listening. Like, what did you, I get to kind of delve more into a topic. Cause we, we talk about things that I'm interested in, things that I care about on the show. And so I get to delve deeper into it with, with people that I know in real life, you know, not that I don't know you in real life, but like people that I get to see, you know, around my campus every day. So, yeah. I actually walked into a room, um, with a bunch of my friends. Like this was this is not people that I didn't know. This is people that I knew, mm-hmm. but they still listen to the show. It's weird. People that I know listen to the show. Um, I walked into the room and uh, they were listening to our episode last week about scrupulosity. I sat down and it was kind of awkward because I was like listening to my I was listening to one of your soliloquies or monologues, and then I was like, okay, inevitably I'm gonna come up and start talking about something. I remember exactly where we were in the episode. I was like, I know exactly what I'm gonna say next. 
And so I'm like, this is the, the, the weird confession part of the episode. And so like I start talking and talking and talking and everyone was kind of on laptops. We were just chilling out and doing homework and everyone kind of stopped. I just went, huh? As I was talking and we, we had like a really good conversation, a follow up conversation about scrupulosity and like mm-hmm. a little bit of a, a little bit of a heart to heart. It was kind of cool um, seeing that happen. And like, I, I hope I, I like to think that that happens more than just that one time. You yeah. Know? That's really that cool. What we say does have an impact. Yeah. That's awesome. Wow. We just, we just crushed all of those. I mean, some yeah, people, they're, they're all done. Some people called twice. I'm not getting to you. If you called twice, you're, yeah. you're a chotch. Um, <laughs> if, if you're still listening, it's been kind of a long episode, but we really wanted to get to everybody and just kind of celebrate like the listeners, the people of the podcast, you know, that we've been doing this for a year. If you still want to call in the line's still open 75, two, five, one, three, nine, eight, nine. Um, or, you know, all of those other things, but yeah, that kind of, that kind of wraps up the episode. There's no reason why we won't. There's no reason why we wouldn't have other episodes where people call in. There's yeah. no reason why we won't have them at a random episode. Exactly. So feel free to call in if you want. Patrick, any thoughts or reflections on the on the past year? <laughs> um It's really it's really cool having like a week by week log of my life. <laughs> Not in terms of like my spiritual life even, but just like weird stuff that happened or weird stories like I went to a party this weekend, which uh-huh. seems to be how most of our episodes start. Yeah. But um, I was going through this summer was super eventful. And I started with like the first episode of the summer. And I like looked through all the episodes. I'm like, I remember that. I remember that. I remember that. And having like this, this system of recall is really cool. And, um, and I, I say this all the time, but I mean it. And I want people to know, like, I love meeting people. That's my, that's been my all time hands down favorite part of the podcast for the past year are the friendships that I've made. And even if the crunch dies tomorrow, I will still, um, I will still talk to all these people because they're a part of my life now. The people are a part of my life. Exactly. It's been very cool. Same. I don't have much else to say. I just wanted to say. As we say on Twitter, reblog. You're smart. Um, Do we have anything else? I'm not going to do Crunch of the Week this week because we just did a whole slew of Crunch of the Weeks, basically. Um, (laughs) So... I'm going to chill on that one. If you do want to be Crunch of the Week, leave a review on iTunes next week. Let us know what you think. Um, yeah. That's about it, dude. Here's to another year, here's, folks. Here's to another 10, ten more seasons. Got to get this Chez One sauce. Six seasons, six seasons in a movie. Six seasons, six seasons in a movie. We just referenced two different Dan Harmon projects. <laughs> nice. Good job. <laughs> Um, support us on Patreon. We do bonus podcasts every two weeks uh, where we talk about all kinds of things and we make jokes and we laugh and we tell stories. Um, yeah. Follow us on Twitter. Like the Facebook page. Send us an email. Ethan at thecrunchcast.com. Patrick at thecrunchcast.com. Let us know what you think. If you have any further questions on what we've talked about. Um, and as always, call in. As always, as in as of last <laughs> Not week. Not as always. Not as always. Um, but Yeah. <laughs> that's it as always tweet us yes tweet us use hashtag the crunch um but yeah thank you all for for listening oh i'm not trying to close it out i just wanted to say like thank you all for listening for the past year it's been a great experience with all of you for those that have been here since the beginning for those that started listening last week we love all of you and we appreciate all of you um and i truly mean it and we both truly mean it when we say thank you for listening please pray for us we'll be praying for you and we'll see you on the twitters 
mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.